Hi and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in the digital age and all things influencer marketing in right around 15 minutes. With me in the studio today, I have my colleague Annika Johansson. And Annika is a senior campaign manager here at Cure Media, which means she has much experience and knowledge in all things influencer collaborations. And in this episode, Annika will walk us through what happens behind the scenes of an influencer post and explain why the published post is just the tip of the iceberg. She will also give you some tricks on how to achieve the best time efficiency when working with influencer marketing. Hi Annika and welcome to the podcast. I am so happy to have you here today. Hi Frida, thank you for having me. Not all people are aware about all the work that goes into an influencer post. Many of us just see them in the feed. But one thing is for sure, it is much more work behind them than what many people think. So let's start from the beginning. Annika, can you explain how do we at Cure Media work with our influencer collaborations? Of course. Uh, We want our clients to have an always-on approach to influence marketing. And we use a data-driven method of working during the whole process. We are also active on all social platforms and we work with influencers and clients all over the world. And now we're going to walk you through uh, a day in the life of a campaign manager and more specifically the work that lays behind an influencer post. So Annika, what is the first thing on your to-do list? Where do you start? So we usually start with asking the customers about their main goals with the campaign and also the KPIs uh, in order to choose the right influencers, the platforms and the whole setup for the campaign. And after that, we create a brief, identify the right influencers and start the campaign. And this sounds so easy now when you say it, but it isn't, I know. Um Talking about identifying the right influencers, which is a big part in influencer marketing. And it's also one of the most common questions. What is important to look at when it comes to finding the right influencers? Their data, I would say. It's it's very important to make sure that the influencer you work with have the right audience data and target group. So, for example, if you work with a brand in the UK... uh, We always make sure that the influencer have the majority of their followers in the UK. Um, And it's also, of course, important to look at the brand fit to make sure that the influencer fits the brand. And I know that one common mistake that many brands do is that they only look at the brand fit and forget, forget to look at the audience data. Yeah, the audience data is super important. Otherwise, you will not reach your audience if you're really unlucky. You talked about writing the brief and writing the perfect brief is a question that many brands struggle with today. As if it gets too descriptive, like do this and do that from the brand, the authenticity of the collaboration with the influencer will most likely be lost. Do you have any tips or advice on how to succeed with finding the right balance in creating a good brief? 
Yes, my recommendation is to keep the brief as short and concrete as possible. We want to make it as easy as possible for the influencer to create the posts or the content. One tip is to use pictures or videos to show and explain how you want the content to look like in the end. Yeah, it's like a mood board. I think we've all done them on Pinterest. <laughs> okay, so now we have found the best suited influencers with the right followers and a good brand fit. And we have written the perfect brief. Where do you go next? Uh, at this step, we reach out to the influencers and ask them if they're interested in collaborating And after that, we negotiate the price and also make sure to find the suitable dates for for the posting. Yeah, and I know that's not easy because many calendars are fully booked. What's good to know to make this process as effective as possible? It's it's often easier for us because we have a really good relationship with the influencers. But except the relationship, it's also important to have a good local knowledge about the price ranges in the market that you will be working in. Yeah, that's a common question in the industry today. Brands that have a hard time knowing what does influencer marketing cost, which we know can depend on many factors, but one of them is which market you're in. So I think we can agree that local knowledge and a good relationship is, is key here. Okay, the right influencers are booked, prices decided, and the publication dates are scheduled. What's the next step, Annika? So the next step is to collect and review all the drafts uh, and also give the influencers feedback on their content and make sure that all the adjustments are made before they go live. And what's important for both brands and influencers to think about when the collaboration reaches this point? Well, it's often at this point that you realize if the brief is good or not, (laughs) depending on how many adjustments you need to do. But at this part, it's important to not be too picky reviewing the drafts and remember to let the influencers keep their own tone of voice to uh, make the post feel as genuine as possible. Yeah, and this is the heart of influencer marketing. If you lose the authenticity and the trust an influencer has with his or her followers, then you lose the core of influence marketing. Now we're getting closer to the post going live. And this is an important part of measuring influence marketing, I know. Annika, can you tell us a bit about what you do in the next step to be able to measure and track the influencer's post and the activation overall later on? Yes, um, at this point, or there's two important parts here. So firstly, it's the UTM links. Uh, We always use UTM links or links with UTM tags, I would say, uh, that we use in order to track clicks and sales in Google Analytics. And the second part is discount codes. So if we're using discount codes, we usually make sure to have unique codes for each influencer so that we can track each and everyone's sales. And then when the posts are going live, it's very important for us to keep track of uh, the links or that the influencer use the right links, the right discount codes, and also that they publish the post on the right time and the right day, of course. Yeah, and this is time consuming for you guys, I know. 
And building a good relationship with the influencers that you work with is key to success, of course. It's the same as having a good relationship with your colleagues or business partners, I would say. Yes, uh, of course, I agree. We work on this relationship every day and the And after the collaboration is finished, we make sure to give the influencer feedback and, of course, arrange for their payment to be made. Yeah. Now we're reaching the last steps uh, in the process. And this takes us to something that our research has shown many marketers consider is the most challenging part of influencer marketing, which is measuring. So what parts of your daily work, Annika, play in here? Yes, so a big part of my daily work is working with analyzing and optimizing. So I can talk a lot about this, but I will try to keep it short. (laughs) So this is where the UTM links and discount codes come into play. So uh, by using links with UTM tags on, we can track the behavior when the follower leaves the social platform. This is where we can track assisted conversions and so on by using Google Analytics. Yeah, we know that a common behavior is that you're on your way to work or you're on your lunch break and you scroll on Instagram, you see an influencer post, a really good looking winter jacket, and then suddenly your lunch break is over or you arrive to the office and you don't have time to purchase this jacket directly. But later on when you come home and you sit down and then you're like, oh, that's right, that jacket. And then you Google for the jacket and the brand. And then you go and find the product through Google instead of influencers, like directly through the influencer post. Yes, that's a great example. And and also the important reason to why we use UTM tags. And the, this is also where the discount codes come into play because with discount codes, we are able to attribute sales to the influencers even though it comes from Google. Yeah, and when it comes to a branding campaign? Yes, if we're working with a branding campaign, uh, we look at the engagement and look at how relevant the comments are on the post. And of course, we also look at the actual reach and how the post has been spread on the social platform. Yes, and measuring the effect of influencer marketing, uh, we could talk about this <laughs> for this entire episode. And we also have entire episodes surrounding this topic. Um, I would suggest episode 24 with our customer Sebastian Jansson at Lensway, where he explains more how they measure influencer marketing together with us. So Annika, in summary, what is important to have in mind to make this process more effective, the measuring process? The right tools, I would say. Um, By using the right tools, you will make the process much more effective and it will help you a lot. Yeah, that's important. And for the brands listening who haven't decided whether to do influence marketing in-house or agency, what is your best advice on how to manage influencer collaborations effectively? Whether you do it in-house or with an agency, it's important to make sure that the team doing it have an understanding of how the channel works um, and also that they look at the right things when identifying influencers so that they look at the audience data and also the brand fit, of course. And it's also important that they use the right platforms based on the purpose of the campaign. So, for example, if the main goal is to get conversions, 
Uh, I would say that it's more t- it's important to know that you should use stories instead of posts because they drive more traffic. And it's also important to have experience and local knowledge about the market. And this brings us to the big question. Annika, is influence marketing more time-consuming than other marketing efforts? No, it doesn't have to be. But think about when working with micro-influencers over time on a larger scale, which also is the approach that we see the best results from and also the approach that we recommend at Core Media, rather than only working with a few bigger brand ambassadors, it takes time and resources So don't don't underestimate this. No, it's it's different types of influencer marketing. Only working with like two or three brand ambassadors than working micro influencers on a larger scale, always on, and yes. that takes time. So make sure you have a dedicated team to do this. The big companies that work a lot of with influencer marketing, for example, in house, they have teams with like fifty people. This was all for today. Annika, I'm so happy to have had you here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. But the content doesn't end here. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, what's up on the consumer marketing scene, and of course, all things social media and influencer marketing, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media.